Hello, and welcome to today's Unpacked Short. I'm Charlie Pickles, and I am, of course, joined by Peter Franklin. Hi, Charlie. Hello, Peter. So today, uh, the Unpacked that we are going to discuss is entitled How the Robots of the Underworld Could Turn Your Life Upside Down. And Peter, I'd like to start with a particular line you have in your Unpacked, where you say, in the global cities of the 21st century... The Middle Ages are back. What on earth do you mean by that? Okay, well, think about a middle uh, a, a city, a medieval city. Um, what uh, was particularly distinctive about those, and indeed ancient cities, were, was that they were they had hard limits. They, fortifications, they, fortifications, city walls. Right, even London had a city wall. Um, a bit of it is still there, um, but um, you know. Cities ended at a particular point, right? Um, And I'm saying that global cities are kind of the same in that central locations are now of such significance and the the way that that's reflected in land prices um, is so, you know, quite extreme that... Uh, we're back to those hard city limits, although they are limits more of um, uh, financial incentives than sort of fortifications. And um, it was a piece in The Guardian by Bradley L. Garrett that piqued your interest, which was um, particularly referencing this growth in city basements. That's right. Um if you think about it, medieval cities, um, uh, people couldn't expand out beyond, beyond the walls, um, or only the, the poorest people in their hovels were there on the edge of the walls. Um, and um, there was a limit to how far they could go up with sort of medieval architecture. Um, so they dug down. Um, and, you know, in old, this is still the case, um, I mentioned um, a, a place in France that I know very well, and um, in the oldest part of the town, all of the, uh, the that old houses have cellars, and often several level, levels of cellar, one beneath the other, because people kept on going down to get that extra space, because it's the only direction in which to expand. Weirdly, the same is now happening in our modern cities, and um, the piece quotes figures showing that there's, you know, been almost five thousand basement extensions in central London, which is truly extraordinary. Extraordinary, and you know, a lot of money is spent on them. And um, this isn't just about space, as you um, alluded to at the start, Peter. It's it's also about the nature of our housing market. So if you think about London, you know, there's been quite a lot of coverage of the fact that, you know, these poor, wealthy people can't afford to upgrade into even more expensive houses. Uh, Or alternatively, that um, because in London, uh, we've seen a sort of a slight decline in the value of some of the very top end properties again they don't want to sell them and so Mm. you know the way you upgrade instead of moving is by extending exactly and actually it was um 
in a flat that uh, I rented, in fact, um, in West London a few years ago. Um, the house next door um, was still a complete house, not converted into flats. And um, I remember watching the the family in there do this massive extension um, of their kitchen, which was beautiful. But then dig down um, to insert this kind of weird circular wine cellar, which must have mm. just cost a fortune to put in. I'm sure was absolutely essential to their way of life to have this uh, sunken wine cellar. But, but you know, this is happening uh, certainly in London and I can imagine in many other places. But, but what you go on to say, Peter, and you unpacked is this is happening, but actually um, the techno- technological developments we're seeing may allow us to go well beyond, you know, some rich families building basements. Yes. Um, at the moment, the technology we have for digging down is limited and it results in weird things happening, like a lot of these London sort of luxury basements. The digging machinery that was actually used to excavate them is still down there because it's, it's, it's cheaper just to for it to sort of dig a grave for itself and stay oh, there. That kind of sounds sad. It <laughs> does, because otherwise the only way of getting it out of a sort of confined area is to hire a crane, close off the street and winch it out. So around it's, it's, London, there's going to be these carcasses of diggers just yes, everywhere I, underground. I just, I've got this wonderful impression of sort of 10,000 years time, <laughs> the archaeologists in the future are going to find these and, and think it was some sort of weird religion. But, <laughs> taking these diggers into the afterlife but but no it's it's just economics so it's cheaper just to buy another one than to retrieve it extraordinary stuff but what if the technology improves digging technology and there's a lot of work being done on digging robots a tunneling robots um elon musk of course has got a major project it's called the boring company which is about um i think they're what they want to do is excavate a sort of 3d subterranean um road network for los angeles um you know notoriously um choked traffic and they want to create more space underground um so this is all about new digging machinery and that could have revolutionary impacts in all sorts of weird and wonderful ways and you also mentioned the eu's badger program which is also looking at autonomous borrowing robots that's right um and so you know we can see a time where i suppose we have the technology to be able to massively develop underground i mean Mm. what what other than these luxury basements um and potential road networks i mean what other uses might we see for this technology um underground car parks i mean obviously they already exist especially in city centers um but a lot more of that um there's there's energy applications um if you can dig down easily you can extract heat and cool from from the deep earth which anyone who's been on the london tube this summer when it's been sort of mid-30s temperature would appreciate Yes, well, what's been happening, um, the London Tube is so old that so much heat from, um, for instance, the breaking of the trains and then just the people in the in the tubes and the machinery and things like that has accumulated in the clay surrounding the tunnels. And um, in 100 years, the, the, the temperature, the ambient temperature 
has gone up by something like 10 degrees. And it used to be the case that the, 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 the tube was actually a place to go to cool down during the summer. It was cool down there. It's definitely not anymore. <laughs> no. Unless you go on maybe the district line, which is one of the underground lines, uh, yes. which has some air conditioning. That's right. But that's the about deep, the only thing. The deeper lines um, have got this real problem with the accumulation of heat. They are actually hell. Yes. But if you could get the technology to dig down around the tunnels and to deploy heat exchange technology, you could actually tap that heat, reduce the temperatures, and actually, you know, it could be a, a, a useful energy resource, you know, providing um, warmth at the, uh, at the surface. Well, there we go, Transport for London. Great idea there. Um, as always, though, Peter, when we're talking about technology... We should just pause a moment and think about what some of the barriers to achieving this might be. Yes. Well, in an old city, uh, the trouble is that there's already quite a lot down there. And we've been very slapdash at mapping it out. And so Garrett talks about various, various projects to put really quite a lot of money into 3D mapping um, what's beneath our feet in, 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 in the big cities. And some of it, of course, is secret, um, but they're talking about, you know, sort of creating secret layers as part of these 3D maps. Amazing. Um, which is extraordinary stuff. But, you know, it's true there are sort of, you know, top secret tunnels and things like that. It's not just a conspiracy theory. Um, it's actually quite sensible that in sort of sensitive public buildings, you'd want ways to evacuate them. Buckingham Palace, number 10. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what is down there and all the, you know, secret bunkers and all of that. It's a fascinating world, but um, we need to start mapping it. Well, there we go. I kind of just want to know what the secret world is already, never mind what we could do with it. Um, Thank you so much, Peter. Um, Another intriguing unpacked from you. And do go to the website. You can read the piece on there, um, unheard.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, James, uh, for producing this podcast. If you have enjoyed it, please do rate us um, on whatever the app is, podcast app is that you use. um, And do subscribe if you haven't already. And please do listen to our next Unpack Short.